you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? I have. And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 416, a.k.a. year 8, week 44, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and And KS. And since this is your regularly scheduled Saturday broadcast, uh, we do this thing live on the old clubhouse. Uh, The club is the Anarchist Experience or you can at me at Riches for Rich, R-I-C-H-E-S, the number four, R-I-C-H. And when I start the room, I click all the buttons of people that, you know, I'm associated with on there, and you will get the notification that we're live. But we do it about 3 p.m. Eastern time as when we start setting up before we hit the record button there. 3 p.m. Eastern time on Saturdays. Uh, so if you want to participate, join live, you know, have fun with the show, um, that's when to do it. That being said, what is going on with you guys this week? Um, preparing for the end because I have information. Okay. That I was told by the interwebs. No. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> Should we play the so, song? I don't want to get, you know, I've never worried about the copyright strikes because, you know, we don't do that sort of thing. But it's the end of the world as we know it. Okay, sure. Okay. No, no, no um, I'm not going to play the song. Yeah, but go ahead. Um, you have the internet has given you information uh, that we are approaching. Like, how close is the the so end re- of the world? Remember plot? when? Remember when Biden said, "Well, if we send in tanks, uh, that you know, that's basically World War 3 He says a lot of dumb shit. Okay, and then and, th- <coughs> and then he sent in tanks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I read a quote earlier where he said, you know, if you legislate by executive action, it's pretty much a dictator. And then he's got all these executive orders going around. So, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so anyway, um, I guess Putin said, you know, well, you know, if you, if you bring uh, nukes into the equation, then, well, that's World War Three, And, okay. uh, you know, if 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 you escalate, we're going to escalate too. Of, co- of course, they will. So anyway, we're 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 shipping in um, uranium-tipped uh, weaponry uh, rounds in, into Ukraine. So now it's now it's a radioactive war. Okay. So that's pretty. To me, it's pretty significant. Um, I guess to other people, maybe not so. But it's like it's it certainly isn't ramping down. It's ramping up. And to me, we're already too close, and so now we're closer. Let me ask you this. Who's winning? <laughs> the military-industrial complex. Fair answer. Indeed. I mean, seriously, though, like, I, I feel like it depends because I, one of my sources of show prep, right, is Russia Today. Not that I believe everything that they say, but sometimes they have entertaining articles, and indeed today I've got one from Russia Today. Um, you know, it's a funny one, you know, as part of show prep. So I do peruse their information, right? And then I peruse 
you know, the, the mainstream media in the United States, uh, and I hear from people, you know, who are paying attention to mainstream media in the United States, and clearly both sides think they're winning. <laughs> well, of course. So I don't, you know, obviously, you know, the, the conflict isn't over, right? And as you said, MC, it's it seems like it's escalating ever so closer to, you know, the nuclear option, which honestly I felt like I was more scared of that several weeks ago, right, than I am now. Um, and maybe it's because they're not talking about it as much as they were several weeks ago, even though it has escalated closer to that point. Um, sure. And so what, what, what overtook the news cycle? Yeah. Good question. I don't know. There's, you know, the, the news to me, if you, the, the real news cycle, um, is a form of a gish gallop. Are you familiar with that term? No. Ken? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know that one. Okay. The, the gish gallop uh, is a debating tactic where you throw out a whole bunch of nonsense information, right, rapid fire at your opponent, right, and in such a fashion that there is no way that when given their turn, they can refute any of your individual claims, Right, and then when they miss, they when they fail to refute one of your individual claims, right? You sound like you won. You won <coughs> on on the other ones that they missed. Right, and so when I look at the news cycle, you know, because of the uh, attention span of the average viewer, right, the news cycle like has so many news stories, right, that we miss a lot of it in between. So what what dominated? I don't know. Biden falling downstairs again, right? Drag queens, drag shows. Who's got the moral high ground when it comes to the sexualization of children? Oh, my God, Andrew Tate is still in a Romanian prison, <laughs> right? I read, I literally, I read hundreds of headlines every day, right? And so, you know, my barometer for like, the big news of the week, right? Like the stuff that I go like, well, no one could have missed this, so I don't need to pull an article for it, right? Is usually what do, what we what we start talking about here because I go like, well, we got to talk about that because everyone else fucking is talking about it, right? And the last couple of weeks, I guess, uh, there hasn't been a big news of the week item because it's all been this little, you know, petty bullshit along the way, Right? And so it feels like, you know, the, you know, the, the gish gallop, right? We're like, okay, well, you know, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Like, let's talk about this one. And then we miss a whole bunch, you know, whereas a few weeks ago or a month ago, whenever the, you know, the nuclear option was really on the forefront, right? It was, a, it was, oh my God, they're actually pushing for nuclear war. Like they come out and said it, you know, we're okay with the nuclear option as long as Putin doesn't win. Right, and then that rhetoric kind of died down over the past couple of weeks, and I haven't heard the rhetoric amp up, even though um, the war escalation, as you pointed out, has has ramped up a little bit. Yeah, well, we we have a government <clears throat> that lives in its own reality right now, and so they can't comprehend the idea of losing, and so they they that's one of the reasons why they don't negotiate with Putin and they don't want to allow 
negotiations. Okay. Because if there's a negotiation, that means well, you're you're taking some sort of a loss. The, well, the only thing they can conceive of is an absolute embarrassment of Putin. You know, him running away with his tail behind, between his legs. Maybe because they negotiated months ago to get back the fucking WNBA chick for smuggling drugs, right? And gave up, you know, the the Lord of War in the process. Like, that was the trade. Like, that was the negotiation with Putin at that time, right? Now, I'm not saying the Lord of War is the Lord of War or that, you know, she ought not have been freed. I think you missed something about that. Go ahead. The U.S. doesn't, well, the people in office don't think that's a loss. They got what they wanted, which was the WNBA chick. But they gave up the, like, the war criminal, the, like, the... um, that was entirely a good thing to them. Okay. That was a win in their mind. Because like I said, they live in their own reality where that's a win. They, come, they came up with the idea <laughs> and they went to Russia and said, hey. Uh, we'll give you the biggest arms dealer in the history of the world if you give us this unknown NBA chip. Yeah. That's the win. Okay. All right. Hard. I'm glad you can relate to that because that is hard for me to fathom. Right. It, it, there's lots of things that the administration is doing that's hard to fathom. Uh, yes, but some okay, some of them, right? Like I, I try to be objective, right? So sometimes I can put myself in other people's shoes, and I can go, okay, from their perspective, right? This might make sense. Um, and again, it's it's not that I think that you know the WNBA Brittany Griner. I don't think she was guilty of anything heinous, right? I don't even know if if Victor Boot was guilty of anything heinous, right? I don't I don't know, right? But I go, you know, that doesn't seem like a straight trade to me, right? That's that's a celebrity versus an arms dealer. They don't. They didn't care about the arms dealer at all. They just. I know. They, were, they they just wanted a win, and the win was getting getting the WNBA player. That was yeah. It. That's a- you 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 mentioned that that was the biggest arms dealer in the world. I mean, you mean the biggest non governmental organization because the government. I'm sure the U.S. government is a much bigger arms dealer uh, on a much bigger scale, right? Okay, so, um, have you watched the movie Lord of War? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The movie was loosely based off this guy. Loosely. That was Nicolas Cage, wasn't it? Or? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Like, they, you know, changed the names or whatever, but as far as I know, the, the, the movie itself was like, you know, again, loosely based off Victor Boot. Mm-hmm. Right? So when I say, like, biggest arms dealer in the world, he was the one responsible for all the transports of munitions between the governments. Mm, right mm-hmm. all the stuff that they couldn't do above board and yeah. needed to go underground to do like the cia operative trades right like he he was the facilitator of all those deals mm-hmm. so when i say the big you know the the biggest arms dealer in the world uh he may not have he may not have been manufacturing the arms right but he was the one going from manufacturer to buyer uh n- indiscriminately right based on whatever conflict they happen to be in. And so when the, when the governments were involved, right, again, you know, they might have facilitated the trade. They might have, you know, provided the munitions, 
right? But he got it from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. You say allegedly. I mean, he hadn't been convicted? I mean, was it still... Um, I well, mean, okay. been convicted, right? So, well, allegedly, because he, he was held, you know, more so as a political prisoner, right? Yeah. And if you, you know, one of the interesting parts about the movie, right, this is the fictional part of it, right, was, congratulations, you caught me. Uh, at some point, you know, after this meeting, someone higher up than you is going to let me go, and I will continue yeah. to do what I do. Yeah, right? yeah. Now, also allegedly, because from a libertarian free market perspective, right, what did he do wrong? Right? He facilitated trade between willing sellers and buyers. Okay. We might not like what they were trading. Right? But I, I, I hope we would all agree that they were free to trade whatever they wished. Well, and for all we know, uh, maybe he sold a gun also to somebody who was trying to defend themselves. <laughs> Possibly. Because, again, indiscriminate. <clears throat> Right? Yeah, yeah. You right. you've you've got the money, you've got the arms, you know, your governments don't want to know that we're doing this, I'll take care of it. Right? But we'll we'll arm the we'll arm the resistance and the empire at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So So I say allegedly, because I again I'm not I'm not well read, but that's that's the narrative that I've constructed based and, on and the that- information that I've been presented. And that scenario happened in the Iron Man movie too. Yeah, supplying arms to the bad guys and then and then fighting them. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like the original Tony Stark. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So, hmm. you know, it is who, what it is. Who had who who felt qualms about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, when he found out. When he found out. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, the, the fictional Iron Man did. I don't think Victor Boot did. Right. True. So. Um, another thing that happened recently, I went, I went to dinner. Uh, it was a, a private dinner, um, reservation only. And, uh, I got sat down with a, a random person that works for the government. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that happens a lot in, in, in Hawaii because there's so much military here and contractors and such. I thought you were going to say corruption, so, but I already carry on. Oh uh, yeah. Corruption too. <laughs> but they, but they don't see it that way. Yeah, yeah, no, I get they, it. They, it's just part of their day-to-day routine. Um, so he he tells me with you know without even you know prodding him at all or anything like that about uh, these other people that he works with that work in FEMA and stuff and and they're they're getting orders to um come up with a with a survival plan. Of course, that's what FEMA does. Um, but sort specifically, of, sort of, because they had no plan in Ohio, they refused. <laughs> oh no, that's that's part of the day to day operations. That's that's a, that's totally acceptable. I mean, train train derailments happen all the time lately. <laughs> um, Survival of the agency you're talking about. <laughs> well, well, I I meant more like you know when when a train derails and there's an environmental disaster, right? Like that's. That's the purview of FEMA is to come in and, and assist, right? Emergency well, well you, would, you would hope, you would but hope. they've moved beyond that. Okay. So, so what they're planning for now, uh, they, they've skipped all the low-level stuff. Uh, that stuff is too 
hard and complicated to take care of, I guess. You know, you know, we, they don't have to worry about hurricanes anymore because what they're being told to plan for is nuclear winter. All right. So, and, and, and he told me, he's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of worried about that. Like, why are they skipping to that? You know, there's lots of things we could plan for. Why are they going to that? And I told him because that's where we're headed. Because <laughs> Russia, Russia's bad. <laughs> no, because they don't care. They just they, need a, a cause. They don't care if Russia ends the world or if the U.S. retaliation ends the world. They don't care. What they care about is when it happens that they will be able to blame them. It's all they care about is virtue signaling. Okay. And that's what our government has become. It's become a big virtue signal of we are the good guys. Even if we put you in a position where, you know, you, you, you make, you know, <laughs> we could, this all could be avoided, but no, we're not going to negotiate at all. We're just going to accept the consequences, whatever they are. As long as we get to say that, well, Russia did it. All right. So there's going to be a few people living in the caves in, in Hawaii and, and we've got a few tunnels and stuff. And, uh, and yeah. I, I don't know if that's their plan. That know? was always trippy to me. Like on one of my routes around the coast, right? There's a mountainside with a door on it <laughs> and it always seemed odd as a child. And then, you know, growing up, like there's just a door on the side of a mountain. Like what the hell's behind that door? <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, uh, yeah. We have a we have another tunnel that is uh, being studied right now in Hawaii. That's the uh, um, what is it? The 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 fuel tank, the Red reservoir. Hill. Uh, Red yeah, Red, yeah, okay. Red Hill, and it's like three miles long or something like that. Okay, under underground huge tunnel, you know. Wow. And to st- just to figure out you know, how to fix it is difficult because they have to walk three miles down this tunnel to, to start, you know. Uh, and it's been leaking. Yeah. To start their plan. So um, it's it's been a, it's the way it's been explained to me, it's a, it's a problem so big that they don't think they can fix it. Wow. You know, it's like, well, how much do you want to, do you want to like give us a billion dollars? You know, like, okay. So what exactly, they is, might, what's the problem? They might as like, well because they gave them like, you know, $12 billion to build a rail that's still not built yet. I thought that, the, what, what are you, what are you saying the problem with that area is? I know that there was caught like fuel leaking into the water line. Is that? Yeah. Is, so it's a, it's a huge fuel reservoir under, underneath the ground. Okay. Um, and it's leaking into the, the water system. And, and I think I'm, it's possible that that's where my thyroid cancer came from because okay. the, the water that the military bases get uh, are, are from that water source that the fuel is leaking into. And of course the government says how much poison we are allowed to drink. And so I drank some of that water. Okay. And, uh, and I'm not the only one that had thyroid cancer uh, coming from that same office. So interesting. Um, really? You know, it's, it's a theory, you know, no, there's no way I can really prove it, but, but that's, that's um, the problem that you're saying they're trying to solve is the, this fuel leakage from that tank. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, uh, so help me out then. Tie that back to the nuclear oh, concern. Oh, the nuclear stuff? Well, I'm just saying there's a huge tunnel there that could, you know, fit. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. 
probably a hundred thousand cars in at least. Okay. And <laughs> you're, you're thinking of that as the, the fallout shelter. Could be. I don't okay. know. I, like right. I said, I don't work for FEMA. I don't know what their, their right. plan is. Um, but yeah. And I, I don't, I don't know how they plan on growing food in nuclear winter either. And how, and, and I'm, I don't know how many people they, they are really uh, expecting to be alive. Soylent green, you know, hundred years. Um, or how long the nuclear winter is supposed to last? I don't know. Do you remember the uh, the f- uh, the North Korean missile false alarm? Mm-hmm. It feels oh, like so make, long. They're ago. making a movie about that. Oh, apparently. Jesus Christ! All right. Yeah. Were you affected by that yesterday. in any way, KSMC? I was in an airplane flight um, when that happened and so the pilot chose not to, to inform us because we were going there because okay. if, he, if he was really worried about it he would have turned around <laughs> if but it's there when we get there we'll land if it's not there we'll turn around and go someplace else you know what i mean that's right but okay. all of my students and well everybody here in the islands had dealt with it and it was a big okay it, i guess um the this the headline of the movie is going to be uh your last 20 minutes of life something okay. like that <laughs> wow. wow yeah people put their kids in the sewers yeah. So, so I goodbye. Good luck with Splinter. I woke up too late for it to matter. Like you know, it was. I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday or whatever. It happened to be a day that I was able to sleep in. So I rolled over. I looked at my phone. You know, I didn't even react to any of the alarms. I looked at my phone, and I blinked a couple of times, and I went, "Well, that's got to be a mistake." And so as I was blurry eyed and waking up and googling stuff. You know, by the time I got to find out what was going on, it was already like released that it was a false alarm. So, I went, well, that's got to be a mistake. Google, Google. Okay, false alarm. Like I'm going back to bed, or I might even have to wake up to do this show. I don't remember anymore. <clears throat> but I did talk to my cousin, right? Because he was at a school function with his daughter. And I forget what the function was, but at the school function, uh, there was a local politician, like, you know, making his rounds and doing the local politician thing. And so when the alert came through, my cousin got the alert on his phone and he glued himself, not literally, but he glued himself to this local politician. He's like, if they're going to like evacuate or rescue anybody, they're going to take this guy because he's part of the government. Right. And I'm going wherever the fuck he goes. Yeah. <laughs> and I would. No, that's then brilliant. you're stuck with a. Then right. you're stuck with a politician. That, that could almost be <laughs> worse than radiation. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but at the same time, yeah. like the logic is, I, I could not fault his logic. Yeah, like, that's there, good logic. There are two, pe- two there weeks. are people that they're going to rescue, and you want to be around them. And if they, you know, they like if they try to shove you out of the way and say no, you know, you stay out of this fallout shelter. We're going in. Well, that's the time to like you know, die fighting a fist fight with them or a gunfight or whatever it happens to be, right? You, if you don't get caught left out of the door in a nuclear winter, you know, based on some principle that they told you you couldn't come inside. He's like, wherever he goes, I'm going. Until we figure this out, wherever he goes, I'm going. And well, like, that is, it is insane survival instincts, brother. You know, and I commend you for it. Even, even if it's a politician, right? You know, he's not one of us, you know. So for him, it made sense, and I still think it would make sense. I remember an, a notice that came out uh, at my school uh, two months before saying, in case 
of a nuclear attack, which was surprising to hear about this just two months before. Uh, here's the preparations. Um, uh, go to the center of the building, stay away from wil- uh, windows, and remain there for two weeks until the radiation is better. So, you know, presumably you're going to have your food and, and water there with you for two weeks, but where was that going to come from? I thought it was yeah. a really bizarre anticipation. But somebody probably got paid to draw that up, too. What now? And now that I'm thinking about it, you asked earlier, you know, what, are, what do I see in the news, right? Ironically, for whatever reason, the last couple of days have been uh, posts here and there of mummified bodies um, from the, you know, the, the volcanic ash of like the Mount Vesuvius eruption. Mm. So I don't, I don't know if there's, you know, if this is a, a, an anniversary of that or if an exhibit opened up at a museum or whatever. But it's like, ah, look at this, the final pose of this lady who was trying to protect her whomever, you know, when all the ash came down upon her and, like, just froze her in time. So maybe, you know, maybe psychologically, MC, that's a prelude, right? <laughs> the, the nuclear fallout, what's going to happen when, you know, when all that fallout just falls upon you and melts everything away and leaves your bones wherever it happens to be? It, it was... Panic here that didn't happen, but imagine what it was like in Turkey and Syria the uh, just a couple of weeks ago with the earthquakes. They yeah, the earthquakes. I mean, there were so many thousands. I guess the numbers are are up into the fifty or sixty thousand people who were crushed, and and uh, many thousands more, you know, homeless. I I think that that circumstance uh, is just horrendous, and I um, it's that's. Uh, that's happening <laughs> right well but that's that's almost unavoidable like the volcanic eruption like what can you do you know the nu- the nuclear fallout you can absolutely prevent that up front right i think that was part of your point mc is like we we don't have to go this route right we oh but we do because oh. we want to make putin look bad <laughs> okay <All right. laughs> whatever sacrifice it takes proving god and country proving putin is the worst is is the goal like it's not like this it has very little to do with ukraine um i don't think they really care about that i think you know creating the 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 demon or the dragon to go after is the object okay and so the government yeah, survives. And, and right. right. A, a negotiated settlement right now that would put an end to the war and the suffering and so on would leave Putin in place in a, in a portion of, uh, of the Ukraine. And all but, weapons transfer, the motivation for all the weapons sales would be gone. But we, we don't even know if that even that much of a negotiation would have to take place, it might, you know, because we're not even talking to them. We, we could just say, okay, Ukraine stays how it is, the borders stay where it is, but you know, NATO won't, will, will be uh, removed from Ukraine and it'll just be a neutral territory. Um, that could be the negotiation, but if you don't talk, then it doesn't matter. Mm. Okay. Who launches the first nuke? <clears throat> um, it, it might be impossible to know because whoever does it first... The U.S. is going to say it was Russia, and Russia is going to say it's the U.S. Okay. 
Do you think one of those countries is capable? I mean, they're both (laughs) capable, but would would one of them false flag and nuke themselves? And that's what. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's impossible to know either way, and it, and it's not going to matter because the news cycle will be uh, yeah. radiated yeah. instead of you know functioning at all. So, um, the only thing that's important is stopping it as soon as possible. You know, yesterday. <laughs> but like, my most important point is that there's no interest in doing that. They would rather plan for nuclear winter to just so they can hold their Putin is evil uh, philosophy. Okay. So I, I asked that question. On, this is, this is going to sound stupid, but on a smaller scale, like in my life personally, um, I don't even want to call it regret. I'm going to call it regret. It's a bad term. There have been two instances that stand out in my life um, that maybe I wish I could have taken back. Uh, because I didn't think they would get there. And it's not even that big of a deal, right? It's just, for me personally, I don't know what to do um, when it comes to make good on a threat, right? And so I'll give you the two examples, and they're going to sound stupid, but this is what I got. Right? <laughs> okay. So when we were, like, again, this is a different cousin, but when we were little, my cousin is four years older than I am, Right. And he's faster than me, and he was stronger than me. And again, he was four years old, and we were kids, right? So I was maybe, you know, six or so, and he was 10 or whatever. And it was New Year's, and we were playing with sparklers. And I chased him with a sparkler. There was no chance I was ever going to catch him because he was faster than me, and he was stronger than me, right? Until he slipped. And then I got to him, you know, with this sparkler. I go, oh fuck what do i do now so i zapped him with the sparkler like i burnt him on purpose i just Psh! like why would you do that I'm like well because i didn't fucking think i was gonna catch up it was, <laughs> it was all in good fun until he fucking fell you know a uh, similar thing you know i forget how old we were i might have been a teenager at the time or whatever and we were at the beach and we you know throwing water at each other or whatever i thought oh it wouldn't be fun if it was like fucking soapy water or whatever and like the bubbles and that's all i was thinking it was like bubble fun um so i got the cup and i you know chased and it was my sister's friend or whatever it's a dude but it was my sister's friend or whatever and he like stopped right in front of me as i'm chasing him and just like stared at me i'm like oh fuck what do i do and so i splashed him in the face with the soapy water and i burned his eyes a little bit you know so I'm I'm trying to relate that to this in so far as if you're going to if you're going to issue the nuclear threat, right? It's like if you you know if you take one step closer, right? We're going to nuke you, and then you take one step closer, like okay, that's it. This is this is the last step. If you take one more step closer, right? We're going to nuke you. You know, well, he didn't do it the first time, so let's you know let's take one more step closer and see what happens, right? At some point, you have to make good on the threat, right? Otherwise, what do you do? You just you turn around, you walk away, like you know the fight's just over. Like I, I wasn't really here to fight. Let's let's go get a let's go get a beer. You you make really good point there. Actually, there's um, two scenarios, <clears throat> and you're talking about momentum. One once it's uh, start going, how how can you stop it? <clears throat> World War One. Was and I think both World War One and World War Two were uh, happened because of that momentum in World War One because of the momentum from all of these alliances uh, 
after the assassination of the Archduke Ferdinand, <clears throat> but also World War II. <clears throat> um, and it's taken the opposite direction with regard to people's thinking about, um, you know, Hitler wanted to go into the Sudetenland in uh, the Czech Republic and in Austria, and, uh, you know, his aggressions didn't, didn't get stopped. So people took opposite conclusions from those, both of those. Um, one is that um, uh, this interaction with the Ukraine now could, could get out of hand and we can then suddenly have an explosive uh, outcome with nuclear exchange. Or you keep uh, giving in to uh, Putin, and he takes uh, part of Georgia, takes part of uh, you know the Crimea, and then part of uh, Ukraine, and then next, uh, who knows what next? <clears throat> so there's this uh, fear both ways that it, that the momentum um, can give in to a tyrant. But I th- I think you're pointing out to the that there's a far greater likelihood that there's going to be a um, a uh, momentum that'll take us into a much more heated uh, exchange, nuclear well, exchange. It the the way that MC is uh, positioning it, right? I'm not I'm not as concerned as he is yet, but at the same time, right? If if all of those things line up in a row, it seems inevitable because it's already on the table, right? You, you can't you, you you put it on the table. You said if this, then that, and here we go. So the current if if then is if if Russia loses in Ukraine, that's not an option for them, and so they they basically will resort to uh, nuclear war. Right, but um, the the opposite is also not an option. Right, Ukraine so cannot the, lose to well, Russia. From, for, for well, the rest the, of the from the U.S. perspective. We can do this forever. That's what they believe anyway. And until the economics just don't work out anymore. For us or for Russia? For the for, US for, for us. So okay. we, we, we can do this forever. Um, we can escalate here and there. And we don't think that Russia will do anything because of, well, the, the, you know, the end of the world scenario. So we keep, you know, poking the bear over and over and over, and we can keep doing this as as long as we don't uh, force you know, Russia to c- come to a, a complete loss. Then, um, then uh, it'll keep going. But if 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 the other side of that coin again is Russia does not back down, right? It'll just keep going. It'll just that's, that's, that that yeah. that's kind of what they're pushing for. You know. I mean, a 20-year tw- war, what's that to the U.S.? You know, we, can, okay. we do those all the time. <laughs> but if, but if right. Russia can only go five, work. right? If Russia can only go five, then they go like, okay, we've, we've exhausted all of our resources. We're not getting anything else, right? Time to fire the nukes, right? If, if we're going to go out, we're going to go out in a blaze of nuclear glory, right? It was, there's a couple of states, you know, countries or whatever that – you know, have an arrest warrant out for Putin. Like, if he steps foot on our country, he's going to jail, right, for whatever that's worth. So what, you know? So it, it's, it's, you know, I, I asked earlier who's winning. You said the military-industrial complex. So they, they just keep pumping funds into it from both sides? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Indefinitely? That's, 
that's what I that's what Afghanistan was about. That's what Iraq was about, and that's what uh, and that's what this is about. Yeah, I guess when I hear Iraq and Afghanistan, I don't think that they had the same resources as Russia, right? Like the U.S., you know, the the U.S. could pump you know money into those wars on a sm- much smaller scale because they knew that the opposition wasn't going to fight. Like you know. You you know you you fill up the glass slowly. You, you think Afghanistan was a small scale Com- compared to this? Yes, maybe the the rate of money being put into it was smaller, but it was still a, a crazy expensive thing to do, and and so was so was Iraq. I mean, right? But at no point at no point did we think that at no point was there a concern that Iraq was going to mount an offensive enough to repel the United States or that the Afghanis were going to mount an offensive enough to like invade the United States or that they were going to do anything nuclear in that region. Like they they were, they were getting conquered. Right. Well, I mean, technically we don't even, we don't even have U S troops in in Ukraine. It's, we're just arming the Ukrainians. Exactly. um, So the, the counter of that would be, you know, if we were trying to take over Iraq and Afghanistan, Right and the and the Russians and the Chinese and the Koreans or whatever you know the axis of evil, just kept f- sending funds to Afghanistan and to Iraq, right in order to arm the, their resistance against the United States, ad infinitum, right because the United States unlimited war powers, unlimited funds to do this forever, you know, yeah, and we will win think. the war of attrition. And we do have military bases in Syria right now. Hostile action, war action going on. I mean, I just heard on the news uh, this last week of uh, <clears throat> some American soldiers that were killed in Syria. I mean, it never ends. It and it and it. I don't think most of the population in the United States is even aware that there are soldiers there. <clears throat> one again, I think again for the for even that one, right? I don't think there is. I don't think there is a, a concern amongst the general populace, right, that Syria is a threat to the United States. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not, so why are we there? <laughs> Understood, but to the general populace, Russia is, right? So this is, you know, at least with Russia and the Ukraine, for a lot of people, the mentality is we have to stop them there so they don't invade us here. It sounds dumb. I think it's dumb, Right. But Russia is well, a world power. Their current talking points is that if we don't stop them in Ukraine, that they're going to invade Poland. Yeah, and so they invade. So they get you. They take Ukraine, and if they continue to march to Poland, then all the resources shift to Poland, right? And then but we do the same bullshit the, there. The, well, no. The thing is, Poland is officially a member of NATO. Of, of NATO. Mm-hmm. So like that would mean if Poland got invaded, that means we would have to strike Moscow and everybody knows that. So that that's the difference between Ukraine and, and Poland is that everything, everything is already planned ahead of time. And Ukraine was something that both Russia and uh, NATO has been fighting for, for 20 years. Okay. So you're saying Poland is not a threat. We should just... No, well, Russia, I mean, definitely should not invade Poland because that would automatically be the end of them and, and everyone. Okay. So you, Ukraine is a different scenario because 
they were both trying to manipulate uh, the Ukrainian government to gain favor, and and that's why that's why Ukraine's so corrupt. It's because they you know, the NATO and Russia both wanted it, and all these politicians are getting paid off from both sides, and and uh, okay. So if NATO wants Ukraine so bad, why not just treat them like a NATO country and, att- well, and attack Moscow? Well, because that would be the end of the world. Okay. But, if, you know, so the same thing would be, be if, if they did it in Poland, right? Yeah, but... Uh, they, but they've already... Yeah. Russia has already invaded. And so you can't say, well, the re- the line is here, and you're, since you're already over, then we launch. You know, okay. it's like, right. what do you... You can't do that. You, just, you, you might as well not even say it. You just launch. You okay. <laughs> I mean, fair point, but... If it's if it's if it's functionally the same, right? Then uh, no, it would it would be if 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 Ukraine was already a member officially of NATO, then this wouldn't have happened, and that's the reason why Russia invaded when they did is because they were trying to pressure Ukraine to join NATO officially. Same thing with Georgia previously. Georgia was entertain being was entertaining the idea of joining NATO, and so. Russia stopped it. I mean, the, the conditions of NATO are that you can't admit a, a new country that's at at war or in a belligerent action. So, yeah, just which seems like a loophole in the policy on. that allows fucking countries like Russia to go on these offensives, right? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost not, it's not a, a loophole. It's just a fact of it's the an matter. Invitation. <laughs> It's like, well, Ukraine's not a member of NATO, but if they are, then you can't attack them. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'm just letting Russia you know could, that if they Russia become a could, member of NATO, then we're going to fight back. Could attack, Russia could attack China. They're not a member of NATO, right? Uh, yes, but that's that uh, again, that's a much more fair fight. Th- it doesn't matter. <laughs> Does it? No, it doesn't um, matter how fair it is. That's not what war is about. <laughs> it's not about fair. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, he thought it would be an easy victory. It was, it was an easy victory in, in Georgia. In Georgia. Yeah. Well, the and only thing Crimea, preventing it from being much, an easy victory is all the other countries like lending funds to the Ukrainians. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a miscalculation. I think On whose part? Expected the, I think Putin expected it would be the same as it had been for Crimea and for Georgia. And, um, and it wasn't. Uh, there was a... Um, well, and, and I think MC has pegged it correctly in that because the Afghan war was over and um, then <clears throat> the Western reaction was uh, was much, much greater over this action in Ukraine because the, the weapons dealers needed a new, a new uh, source of funding. And <laughs> Afghan was over. And this is not... The Afghan ending was not a coincidence. The reason why it ended the way it did is because they knew Ukraine was going was coming, and it's not it's not a coincidence that uh, uh, Biden and his son were neck deep in in Ukrainian uh, mm-hmm. politics uh, before this happened. So okay, so yeah, you're, I think, you're saying the pullout of Afghanistan was in preparation to de- de- defend Ukraine. It was either in preparation or it was in a reaction. I don't. I don't have proof either way. Okay. But I know they were linked because otherwise why leave Afghanistan? They, you know, just like all of a sudden, Oh, Oh yeah, this is wrong. We should leave. Well, and we, then like we kind of leave all of our equipment time. and like, 
let let a whole bunch of bad shit happen just just one day just like change your mind like no that's <laughs> i mean again we kind of praised it at the time right like okay at, at least we're oh out. no i'm i'm happy it's over yeah. but i'm saying from the perspective of like who would have seen it coming well nobody did because uh you know the the ukraine thing wasn't about to blow up ah except for the insiders who knew like biden and his son yeah yeah definitely and i'm not sure i'm not saying putin uh, uh biden and his son actually knew anything but our military industrial complex i mean people know things sure you know they, they don't necessarily tell the the media but um you know they they there's people that know a lot more than us. Well, the the guy you were having dinner with, right, knew something, right? We're preparing for a nuclear winter. Yeah, yeah. All right. And so, you know, I mean, I want to, I, it's weird to jump back to that conversation now, but um, what was his, what was his personal preparations and what is your personal preparations if you're saying, you know, that you're preparing for this to, to be an eventuality? Um, what, what can you do? What do you do? The, no, I think the only option is is preventing it. And that's why I keep saying like, well, people are worried about climate change. There's like a one in a billion chance that climate change is going to kill you. And there's like a 50/50 chance that a uh, nuclear winter is going to hit, you know, come. And it, and it's up to just a, you know, a few people uh uh you know, making uh decisions with with everybody else's lives. And also they don't care about people. They just want. They just want to virtue signal that that Putin is bad. Okay. So that's 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 the danger. Like when when proving somebody else is the bad guy is more important than you know all life on Earth. Then well, maybe you got your priorities wrong. Well, that's how you rally the troops, right? If if the whole world can think of Putin as the bad guy, and then maybe he'll you know back down because now now he's going to be on his defense for the whole world and this this is also the the same point i was trying to make about the racism if 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 everybody keeps calling me a racist and and even even though i deny it and eventually if i say fine i'll be the bad guy you know that there's the same situation that that uh that could happen with with putin if everybody says he's the bad guy Everybody point at him. He's the bad guy. You know, uh, th- there's no redemption. He can't. E- he can't even apologize because he's just he's the most evil thing in the world. Yeah. Then why wouldn't he end the world? Like there's nothing left for him except to do the thing that everybody expects him to do. <laughs> yeah. Play the role. <laughs> and th- and that's the wrong attitude to take. You okay. should say, Putin, sit down, act like a human negotiate with us you know you'll you'll take a win we'll take a win um you know we'll both win some lose some and we'll you know go out to dinner and and uh you know whatever give back the the ukraine and we'll let you win the next invasion i don't know maybe maybe join them and and take over ukraine and split it up okay we'll have half of it be owned by you know a, a new u.s state and half of it be a russian state and we'll just be like hey We'll be friends. <laughs> yeah. I just, it's, it's, it's weird. Like we, we talk about this, right. But no one ever really considers like the perspective of the Ukrainians themselves. Right? They, they don't have a perspective. They, they lost that war already. They couldn't defend their border. 
Okay. And part part of the reason is because they they didn't let the population own guns. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, right. Right after the invasion, they said, "Okay, everyone now has to have a gun and have training." Suddenly. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I when I when I say that, it's like, well, we're we're divvying up Ukrainian land, right, between sure. Russia and the United States. Right, because you it's, because it's, Ukrainians failed to defend it themselves. Oh, it definitely failed. Okay. Um, and so, so now the question is: is what is the Ukraine worth? Is it worth the end of the world? Well, the obvious answer is no. And so, any 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 negotiation is better than than that. Okay. And so, definitely, don't ask the Ukrainians anymore because they're just they're just cannon fodder at this point. Well, but if you ask them, they're going to say, "Well, we don't, we don't want to cede our land to Russia." Right? Doesn't matter what they think; they're, okay. they're irrelevant. Okay, fucking fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, right? You know, f- then if that's the case, right, and no one cares at that point, then what? What do you think is preventing Putin or anybody from uh, introducing that as the as the the compromise right does putin lose anything if he comes to the table and goes like ukraine already lost right you you just let me keep what i've already got then you guys can have rest do what you want well that's that's what they're trying to claim right now they say they want a portion that that was occupied by mostly russian uh, people that that were being attacked by uh the political apparatus okay uh, b- before this all happened and and also, he wants Ukraine not to be a member of NATO, to, for it to be a neutral, neutral ground, and that's pretty much what he wants. Okay. So the, the compromise would then be, you keep what you got, but the rest of it's a member of NATO then, right? Because that, that could potentially end the conflict, you know? Um, well, I don't I, think Russia would accept, well, of course, I don't know what they would accept. Well, we're negotiating now, right? Like, they've, yeah, they've, okay. gotten, they've gotten ahead. Right, they need to cede something for this not to, for this not to escalate further. Right, if you if you're saying that Russia, there's there's nothing you can offer Russia that would cause them to cede, right? Well, then we we push further to this nuclear winter. Well, I I I don't know what the negotiations would would reveal because okay, I'm I'm I can't negotiate on either side's. Well, yeah, well, I mean, position, but I, I'm just saying that that. It's it's obvious that that the Ukraine is just a puppet of uh, of NATO. Sure. And it, okay, so is the fear then that again, if the if the if the war ends, right? You said we can do this forever. If the war ends, NATO expands in some form or fashion. So no matter what, you know, this could just be a forever war with a nuclear threat just sitting on the table for you know forever. That's the current plan. Okay. It's just to keep doing it until it happens, um, and and Russia's plan is is to uh, take a win, or if 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 they take a loss, then screw it all. <laughs> okay, so. but there's there's no reason for them to take a loss and give back what they've already uh, conquered, acquired. I, I I don't know. I'd... All right. So when when somebody says this is uh, you know, if they say uh, Ukraine becoming uh, an official member of of NATO is an existential threat to Russia, well, 
that's, I mean, what else do you want to (laughs) hear? That's what they say. You could either not believe them and test it or. All right. I mean, again, fair. And if I'll circle back to the beginning of the conversation, right? I don't, I don't think my life goes in a different direction because of this information. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be finding a fallout shelter and not going to be searching for a bunker. Right. I'll just die in the fallout. Right. Or cross my fingers that it doesn't get to that. Right. What, what more can the average person do? Call, call your congressman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to me, you Jesus. fuckers. <laughs> you listen here, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how this is going to end, and you're not going to like it. <laughs> okay, well, that raises an interesting question. Why is Congress so disinterested in what the American public uh, uh, thinks about this war? Be- well, because it's Biden is the Democrats doing it. Hmm. And and not just the the Democrats, but the. Uh, is it his way to look tough after having pulled out of Afghanistan? Now he can still look like the the, the tough defender of America by then uh, defending uh, Ukraine. Yeah, I don't know if you, I don't know if you were for here for these conversations, Cass. But like my boss is deathly afraid that if you don't stop <laughs> Russia in the Ukraine, that they will continue to pursue. Uh, a war strategy and eventually get to United States soil. Like I, I literally, I had a conversation with him on a hypothetical situation where the Russians land war boats on the coast of New Hampshire. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've heard that since Vietnam, you know, okay. the same, same dominoes, uh, um, argumentation. Yeah. Right. You know, the, first they come, first they take Ukraine, and then if you don't stop them there, then they just keep going that way until, until what? Till Russia conquers all of Europe? And then what do you do? <laughs> you know? Like, all right. I, I still don't care. You know, my, my answer was I still don't care, right? Because I, I still don't think they'll be successful, right, with the land invasion of the United States. All right? And then again, the Afghanistan thing got brought up, and like, well, if you thought the if you thought the hills of Afghanistan were difficult to pass, you know, wait until those tanks roll up to the fucking Appalachians, right, and the Rocky <laughs> Mountains, as they try to conquer their way across the United States, right? And his answer was, well, there will be pockets of freedom, amid, you know, in between the Russian-controlled, you know, Americas at that point. All right. This so. sounds like movie scenarios, but understood. <laughs> frankly, but. I think this kind of war in in Ukraine has demonstrated how effective the new technology of drones and and uh, cyber warfare and things like that uh, make tanks pretty much obsolete. Yeah, that's another weird thing. Like all of us, you know, again with my with my show prep and my news report, there's now like a new subreddit called like fucking war footage or something, and it's just you know. I don't know where they're getting the images from, but just, you know, the, the casualties of war are now making the front page of Reddit and it's not safe for work. Right. But it's doing what it's doing. Yeah. Well, it, it, it should, should be probably at the forefront. Um, yeah. Well, well then check, take a look at the subreddit, man. Cause it's not number one. It's not for the faint of heart. Um, and it's mostly like, their side losing right like oh look 
Look, watch this well, Russian. How, yeah, soldier, how, how, watch this how, Russian how, soldier kill himself because he's being bombarded by grenades falling from drones. <laughs> you can see the moment his body goes limp after he pulls the trigger of his AK-47 assault rifle. After watching his buddies die from the grenade attacks, and we're bombarding his little cave, right? Mm-hmm. So this is on the front page, right? But it's it's our side winning. Right, they okay. go yes, get them some more, bomb them some more, right, and and it whips people into a fervor, as opposed to wow, that's tragic, like what a waste of human life, right? I don't think people I are getting that, that, that perspective. I would imagine that some of that footage is getting is finding its way into Russia too, and building up a lot of uh, uh, reaction of uh, hopefully against the war or against Putin. Uh, because, but but they probably view the same footage and say, ah, these are Ukrainians being down by <clears throat> by Russians. No, I mean, or they you, view you, the you same footage that, and go, those goddamn Ukrainians are that goddamn NATO, right? How dare yeah, they? How dare yeah. they fight so unfairly by dropping grenades from drones as opposed <laughs> to like fighting like you know real soldiers, right? Yeah. And then and then creating the army of the future, right? Oh, this. The, those men who died, boys, that's where your fathers and your uncles and your grandfathers, right? Now it's time to avenge them. Look how I, evil that other side is. I don't see the war getting that much more popular um, in, in Russia. Okay. Um, however. Unless they're looking at the it, footage and going like, wow, those guys are real pieces of shit. It still leads back to the end game scenario of... If the people in Russia feel like they're going to lose, why not end it all? So yeah, there's there's a lot of suicidal people in in Russia. It's a very depressed country. <laughs> yeah, comparatively, I'm not saying everybody in Russia is depressed and wants to die. I get it. Um, I mean, I'm it's saying a- there's there's a higher population of depre- depression in in Russia. It's like playing checkers with a little kid, right? You got to let them win. I mean, right, that's, otherwise, that's, they throw a fit. What do you, what do you call it? Rush, Russian roulette? Do, do, do we want to play that game? Not oh. with Russians. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers are crazy. They like Who to would play? invent such a game? <laughs> <laughs> Although, Russians foolishly would. enough, right, again, this is again on Reddit, right, I've seen a video of, of two idiots playing Russian roulette but shooting themselves in the foot instead. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, we don't one. want to die. We just want to blow off our feet. And so, like, the one dude in the video's got, like, you know, his right foot all bandaged up after having gone to the hospital for a bullet, you know, through the foot. And so now he's playing Russian roulette with his left foot and, of course, <laughs> loses. <laughs> like, oh, dang, man, I didn't think it was going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> what, are the chances? what are the chances? <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> How do probabilities work? Man, maybe if you stood in school. <laughs> you would not have run into this problem. But it, you know, either way, like I'm not it's it's a foolish game to play. I think So we, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the military industrial complex, I think that uh the situation would would uh, be over by now. There would be some type of negotiation. Um but because they're making so much money uh sending, you know, basically funneling money through the Ukraine back to people in the U S and, and to people in the Ukraine, uh, that 
you know, they want it to keep going. And, and you know, there, there was possibility of negotiations earlier this year. Um, and uh, the U.S. and the U.K. said, no, that's the worst thing ever. So that's where we are. All right. So much like the, the 1984 scenario, right? The, United, the Ukraine has always been at war with Russia. And Russia has always been at war with Ukraine and forever and ever it shall be. You know, mm-hmm. un, until such a time where one, you know, the momentum swings so drastically that there's only one inevitable outcome. All right. All right. Well, uh, let, let's, you know, let's, let's toast to us all uh, outliving the inevitable outcome. Like passing, passing away, you know, through old age or natural causes well before that conflict comes to a tragic end. Yeah. I, th- I think there's people in, in the U.S. that would rather see a nuclear exchange than have an end to that to that war. Yeah, and you know, this is this is. Uh, I'll wrap this up by, you know, what I said in the beginning is like uh, I was almost brought to tears, um, because whenever I think of that, right, like, again, it's from a movie. Um, I don't know. I don't remember. You know, it's 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 from the Batman movie with the Joker, whichever one that one happens to be. Like the newer one, the Christian Bale Batman. Right? It's like, how did you, you know, how did you finally catch the bandit in the forest? And the answer was, we burnt the forest down. Right? <laughs> and that, that line, that quote, every time I watch that movie, uh, always sends chills through my body. Right? Because generally, my demeanor is okay with burning the forest down. Like I'm, I'm generally so fed up with the current goings on of things, right? That if if we want to hit the hard reset, right, and survival of the fittest, and start from the beginning, right, I'm I'm fine with that too, right? So find me a bomb shelter. Let's <laughs> wait out the years, right, and then let let's come out and oh, he's, restart. He said you're not going to do that. Am I, am I changing your mind? <laughs> So I said, I'm not going to do what? I'm not going to build a bomb shelter. Oh, just find one. Find one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> find those politicians. Go hang out with them. Yeah. Why not? And then like, <laughs> fucking murder them in the bomb shelter and take all. Yeah. Their food. So, so again, I bring up the, the whole climate change thing. There's a lot of people that think that the world is doomed because of CO2. And so they're okay with the threat of nuclear war because people are bad and might as well go through that and then whoever lives uh, gets to, you know, rebuild and overpopulate the earth again, I guess. I don't know what, what, what's, what's the plan. (laughs) Well, I'm fine with the way things are now, but (laughs) that's the other thing, right? I, um, I would take my chances over theirs, right? Like the, the people that are concerned about that, uh, I don't think have the grit to go through what's necessary to come out the other side and populate the earth. Oh, they, they have no idea. Right. People that are afraid of, afraid of climate change over nuclear war. Um, yeah. The, like I said, we, we have a lot of people in this country that live in their own world that, that uh, Putin being evil is the most important thing to them. 
Right. So what I'm saying is if, you know, if, if it comes down to that, right, like they will no longer be our problem because they will self-select themselves out, right? And the world won't yeah, be they're, ours they're, for the taking. They are working on that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Then, then get them out of our way. Let's burn the forest down, right, and start harvesting, you know, new seeds and new life because we have the grit to do so. So find out what FEMA's plan is so you can be part of that plan. Um, yeah, that's my advice. There you go. All right, final thoughts? Nope. All right. That'll do it for us then. Uh, you guys know where to find us. Uh, anarchistexperience.com on telegram t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha.